Good evening, Vancouver, and welcome back to Canucks After Dark, uh, Monday, May 2nd, the first show of May of this year. It is springtime. It is NHL playoffs time. Clay, my co-host, how are you doing today? I'm great, Parker. Speaking of springtime, my spring softball league started today. Yes, Ooh. and my very first you, hit uh... three yeah, I had a three-run dinger. A little dinger, nice. Love to hear. But it. what I didn't tweet, Parker, I'm also the only person on our team that struck out too. <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah, you know uh, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good ratio. You know, I'll, I'd I'd take that. Yeah, three RBIs would, for a strikeout. Yeah, without getting the whole song dance, you pitch to your own. It's four pitch. You pitch to your own team, and mm. let's just say I got the uh, I got a pitcher that I was pretty mad at by the end. <laughs> that does make the strikeout worse. I will say that. Yes. Um, okay. how are you how are you by the way i'm great um Good. i'm a little tired um but that's mm. okay it's you know it's springtime looks yeah. like we've got one more week of rain and then we'll have you know probably a week of sun and then more rain again and that's just how yeah. life is here but it is it's uh it's almost golf season uh especially yeah. if you're the vancouver canucks uh yeah. and other and the vegas golden knights and yeah. you know other teams of that echelon um yeah. but no it's uh things are things are going well um, so Good. for tonight's show, our plan for all of you uh, in attendance here, we'll talk about the Canucks for a bit, and then we'll talk about the playoffs for a bit, and we'll see what happens. I think that sounds good. That sounds good. We'll start with the Canucks because this is Canucks after dark. It is dark outside. I can confirm yeah. we're good. Um, and although when we're doing this in August, it won't be, uh, we, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be really close. Um, so where do you want to start? Uh, do you want to well, just I guess start? They, yeah, they played a couple games, I guess, since our last show. To they played a couple games. I didn't make banners for them. Just the two, right? We did the show after the Tuesday one, if I'm not mistaken. Or Correct. Was it, yeah, so they beat the Kings 3-2 yeah. in overtime. They lost yeah. to the Oilers 3-2 in a shootout. And they didn't get Miller's 100 points. They didn't yeah. get Boudreaux's 600th win. Wow. Uh, nothing. Uh, they didn't get Patterson up to 70. Uh, Ooh. nothing good happened, but it was a fun game. <laughs> do you want to yeah, go like, how in depth do you want to go in these games? Cause at, at this not, point, I'm almost of the mind that like, well, they don't matter. <laughs> they don't anymore. Right. Uh, there were some, there were some fun storylines, right? We were going to that last one, hoping Miller could get the two points and he got the yep. one, although Boudreaux yep. played it for 25 minutes, which is excellent. Uh, and he was out there every other shift in overtime, got so close on that backdoor pass from Quinn Hughes, but, yeah. um, you know, it was, it was a good night. Yeah, I think, yeah, we don't have to go in and get just, just a couple of performances. So on the Thursday night, the last home game where they did fan appreciation night, all those kind of things, it was Besser and PD who had two-point nights uh, each. So that was good. That was good. And uh, overall, a decent uh, – did you make it out to that game, Parker? I can't remember. No. Okay. So a decent – I'd say a decent vibe in the stands because I, I think – Obviously, fans were disappointed that we didn't make the playoffs, but they also recognized how good the Canucks were for the later two-thirds of the season under Boudreaux. So I think overall, not perfect, but overall, it was a good atmosphere in the arena, obviously punctuated with the Canucks' win. Yeah, a good one. That was their last home game of the yeah. year. Nice to end that on a win. Uh, and they travel back-to-back -back nights in Edmonton. Um, yeah. Now, I do want to touch on one thing, because last sure. week... Um, no, wait, we did the show on Monday last week. It wasn't Tuesday. So that cracking so game three. that cracking game was involved. The Canucks won 5-2. And I remember yeah. that because I said they should play Spencer Martin in all three games. Now, did. I had an idea that Demko wasn't 100%. Like, I think most mm -hmm. of us, you know, we could sort of pick out on that. And I said, well, why wouldn't you just play Martin the rest of the way? And um, they did. And so I feel very good about myself for that. Um, Good I will call. take my, I will take my, uh, my praise. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was a, uh, and he was fantastic in all three of these games. Uh, yeah. let's in, let's in two goals against Seattle. Let's in two goals from LA. Let's in two goals from Edmonton. And then one in like the sixth round of the shooter or something, fifth round, yep. somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, and I think he ends the season. What was he at? Like a nine fifty something yeah. really, really dumb. And Parker um, in six games, he didn't lose once in regulation. He went three zero and three. Yeah, he pulled nine points out of out of, out of six games. Um, wow. Which I mean, you you get him to play the whole season. Yeah. 
eight yes. touchdowns, one point five, hundred and twenty-three points. Why would you ever play Demko again, right? Yeah, exactly. What a steal. Yeah. By the way, uh, we should acknowledge uh, um, Sager's Rage five dollar hmm. donation. Thank you. Don't let ownership off the hook. They wanted to expedite the rebuild in the NHL playoffs. Four one hundred point teams will be out in the first round. Yeah. Uh, well, we haven't even got to uh, letting them off the hook. We will talk about them very quickly. Um, uh, you know, when we talk about what other press conference there are but uh yeah um no we have time to talk about that a little bit later for sure thank you for i've that. always thank been you more importantly i've always been yeah. one to say that francesco can do no wrong um he is <laughs> he is the the god of the Perfect. vancouver canucks and he is all-knowing um no i mean I, I i i mean just to sort of go on off this tan or go on this tangent uh, i don't think we've ever really let ownership off the hook uh you know i think yeah. i think we've or at least i've been of the mind that jim benning was probably here four to five years past his welcome um and you know that that falls on ownership um and yeah they've mm-hmm. always been pushing for wanting to be a playoff team they want those two two three games of revenue uh and it didn't work it backfired on them um and, and no i mean i think we've talked about it over the last little while of you know, do you really want to just make the playoffs? You know, because because yeah. the, over the over the even though over the Boudreaux run, they're what twelfth in the NHL over that same period of time. That's not a team that's winning the Stanley Cup, right? That's the Minnesota Wild, right? Yeah. Or, or the St. Louis Blues, or, or and, and you you know one of those teams isn't winning the Cup this year, um, probably. Um, so yeah, I think I, I don't think uh, I don't think that's uh, that's an issue with us. But I do like the I do like the point though. And Parker, do you put any stock? I know we can go all over the place tonight because really there, there's no more Canucks teams to talk about after. Uh, do you put any stock in the fact that the Canucks declined on their volition to have those games uh, that were going to be half capacity because they wanted to wait for full, but in essence stalled their own momentum? So there's a thought that says they kind of shot themselves in the foot. That's maybe four points they could have used if they hadn't you know moved the games. We don't know if they would have won, lost, blah blah blah. Or, or do you think that was a smart move because they wanted, you know, you can't blame them for after taking a dive the last, you know, uh, a dip in the last two years that they wanted to maximize their revenue. What, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not, I mean, most teams would have done the same thing. Yeah. Right. I, I think we'd be like, oh, they got greedy because they wanted an extra, uh, basically 18,000 tickets to sell. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a lot of money. That's over a million dollars, right? If we're talking mm-hmm. 50 bucks a ticket, that's a million bucks for 20,000 yep. tickets. Um, yep. Plus, you know, people paying 15 bucks for a beer or, you know, eight bucks for a slice of pizza or whatever you're buying. Um, you know, the average person pizza. who goes out is probably spending a hundred bucks, right? So maybe it's yep. $2 million, right? Um, I can see why it, uh, I, an owner would say, oh, well, we can, we have good information that this half capacity thing's not going to make it to the end of the year. Well, yeah, let's just push these games. The NHL is going to be like, oh, yeah, let's get, oh, you guys want more money? We like money. Let's push it as well, right? Like, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's not surprising it happened. And we can look at it from the hockey perspective. Like, man, it's this is, it wasn't what sunk the team. The first 27 games of the season is what sunk the team, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. uh, and I think, you know, you can go back and you can pick out any two, any three games yes. from the season. But then you get down this rabbit hole of like, okay, well, yeah, maybe they do win one of those games against Ottawa, but then maybe they lose a game against Colorado. And then it's sure. like, you know, it's maybe they do play those two games. Maybe someone gets hurt and maybe that didn't happen because of this, right? Like it's such a, it's such a rabbit hole that yep. uh, it's you, it's just a butterfly effect that you don't really know where it goes, but. Um, and I, yeah, I love your point about the fact that we finished with 92 points. Uh, but yeah, it's very easy to say, oh, on that seven-game homestand, we should have not lost to Detroit and Buffalo. But you could say, oh, in the first 25 games, we probably shouldn't have lost this game or that game. So they, we know the cliche. They all matter the same, October, April. It just obviously there's recency bias, and, and you those are teams, the way they were playing, you thought they should have won. That's unfortunate. But yeah, they all count the same. They all count the same. Yep, they sure do. Um yep. All right, so those are the, those are the three games we touched on. <laughs> that was fast. Quickly. So they they end the season 40, 30, 12. So 15 regulation losses in the last, was that 55 games? 57, yeah, 57 games, yeah. Yeah, yeah 57. I, it was 25, yeah. 57. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> lots of OT losses, you know, 10 of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. you think maybe, hey, there's a place they could have stolen a couple of those points back. Um, if you want to go down that rabbit hole again, but 
uh, all in all, I mean, I think, you know, I, we talked about this a lot last week. They're in a, they, they finished in a spot way higher than we expected them to, um, killed their draft odds. But I, I think it was, I mean, I, I, I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done another, you know, five months. And then because it's the dread looking ahead, right now we have this glimmer of hope that next year might be fun. Um, if this team finished 29th in the standings, we would have been like, okay, well, what's, what are they going to do going into next year? Because it's not going to be good. Um, it, it's, it was, it was a fun finish and it, it makes the future look at least a little bit more reasonable. Yeah. All really good points. Because if we know that Travis Green went eight fifteen and two, that means bet, uh, Besser, he's another BB Boudreaux went 32, 15 and 10. That is 17 games over 500. So if you just say 17 games over 500, you do the math, that's 99 points if you finish 17 games over 500. But if you extrapolate Boudreaux's 57 games over 82, I have it right here, it's actually 105 points. So regardless, if you say 99 or 97 or 105, that's a playoff team. That's kind of what you, you hinted at. And that's why there is optimism for next year. That's why... People are saying you got to bring this guy back, give him a full training camp and a full preseason and see what happens. And he sounded very excited talking about it today as well, that he wants to be back and he thinks the team wants him back. So as you've said, it's a PR, it's a good PR move. It, it would be more of a disaster if we didn't. So a lot of things you, to consider for sure. You said that was 105 points. Yeah. Which sounds great. That sounds like an excellent team. Uh oh, that would put them in 11th in the NHL. Just about what? Edmonton. There Edmonton. were 10. Yeah. Holy I mean, Edmonton had 104. And wow. they were 11th. Uh, Boston at 107, St. Louis 109, Tampa Bay 110, Rangers 110, Flames 111, Wild had 113, Maple Leafs wow. 115, Hurricanes 116, Colorado 119, Florida 122. So as good um, as they were, it's good for 11th overall. Yeah, because there's a lot of teams wow. that were like there's a few teams that were really bad that were sort of subsidizing the rest of the league on points, right? <laughs> you have Montreal who won 22 games, Arizona won 25, yeah. right? There were some yeah, teams that were really bad this year, and the ones at the top, uh, they they did really well. And there, there's the whole Eastern Conference thing, right? Where you know there was the the big separation in the Eastern Conference. There was the four yeah. teams in each division and the next four in each division, right? So that inflated the point totals of them, which, but I mean, even if you, if you just focus on the West, uh, 105 points would put them in fifth, right? Yep. Behind yep. St. Louis, Calgary, Minnesota, Colorado. So that's, you know, that's a middling playoff team. You fifth, you don't get home ice advantage if it's Good a point. one through eight, right? So you're probably losing in the first round because you're probably against a team that did slightly better than you. You know, you probably lose that 60% of the time. You know, that's that's not the goal, right? Mm. The goal is the goal is the goal should be to end up, you know, in that top two in the conference. So you're like an actual contender, right? You want to be competing with the Colorados and Toronto and Florida, not, you know, fighting your way against Edmonton, um, because that's probably not going to go all that well for you. Yeah. And isn't it the most Canucks thing, Parker, that. Because we finished 18th, right? There's 16 playoff teams, then Vegas, then us. We finished 18th overall. That us in Vegas, we have the lowest playoff, uh, sorry, draft lottery laws at 0.5%. <laughs> and that's only to move up 10, right? You, that's not even yep. to go it's to not, one. Yes. Correct. So, so we can get yep, up to, we, uh, yeah. We had our draft lottery fun. You know what? Let's run it. Let, let's, let's run do, it. Let's take one spin. One spin. One spin. So we had, the Canucks 0.5% chance they'd move up, I guess, from 15th to 5th or 6th, would it be? Uh, yeah, yeah. You'd think 5th. Uh, Sim lottery. So. Uh, the Canucks stayed at 15th. Awesome. Who got first? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm still spinning it. Oh. 8, 9, 10. We might be here a while. I don't think. Oh. All right, the Canucks moved up nine spots in my 12th spin uh, oh. to sixth overall. Okay. All right. So it's not, the odds aren't great. Not great. Not great. <sighs> All right, do you want to talk about exit interviews? Because that was sort of the main thing that happened with the Canucks over the last few days. Yeah, um, I'm happy to. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of set this table here. And But before we do that, Lucas, thank you for the $5 donation. Canucks after dark with no Canucks games until the fall. No problem. I like that attitude, Lucas. I think... No problem for you guys. You don't have to You don't have to think of stuff for now. We're fine. <laughs> Parker, you have the gift of gab. I have the good looks. No, I think I got backwards. But regardless, we will figure. 
we figured it out. Okay, really quickly, because uh, I think everyone, and I love your take on it too, Parker, because I haven't heard it yet, actually. The Canucks did their playoff, uh, their player exit interviews, three groups. The first group was Bo, Chason, Ekman, Larson, and Miller. All fine, all good. Then the second group was Besser, Petey, Hughes, and Garland. Ben Kuzma, longtime writer for the province, goes first and asks Brock about his season. Brock hints in his first answer that there were some off-ice uh, personal issues that he was dealing with that made it rough. Fair. He was already, you can tell he was emotional. Number two question from Kuzma was a hockey-related question complimenting Brock on how well he handles things uh, and then how that he had a decent season, especially since Boudreaux took over. In Brock's second answer, he paused, and you could tell he was he was welling up inside, and then he says, just give me a minute, and Kuzma said, that's fine, thanks, and then it was good. Then Kuzma's third question then talked not about Besser's uh, hockey ability, but his resolve and his strength in dealing with stuff. And then you could tell where it was going. And then, then Kuzma with his fourth question said, um, how's your dad doing? He, he actually said, I'm not sure if this is fair to ask, but how's your dad doing? Besser pauses. He breaks down. Quinn Hughes showing some beautiful leadership and care says, next question. And Brock actually says, no, I can answer this. And he says that his dad's suffering, uh, diminishing, dealing with dementia now as part of his, his Parkinson's. And basically, after a, a couple thing, a, a couple more, more sentences, he stopped. Thomas Trance then fires a question at Quinn Hughes. Then you see Besser leave behind Hughes. Hughes answers. Trance asks Petey a question. Petey starts to answer, gets emotional, and says, oh, F it. <laughs> and it goes back to Quinn Hughes. And then it gets to Connor Garland. So basically, the, the whole, uh, and I'll wrap this up real quick. The whole thing was a lot of people thought that Kuzma was out of line. That's a personal question. Why are you going there? Others defending Kuzma, saying, saying, no, he showed compassion in the way he asked it. It was actually a classy way to ask it. And Brock seemed to open up the door. That he, didn't, he didn't brush it. He was the one who brought up personal issues. Now, that doesn't mean you have to ask about it. So that was kind of the debate. I think a lot of media were defending Kuzma, or at least saying that wasn't out of line. A lot of people were saying that was kind of too personal, not the right place. I said right away that I thought his question came from a good place, but maybe it wasn't the right place, i.e. wait till later in the presser once all the players have had a chance to talk or Brock's talked more. So, Parker, I know you knew all that already, but what was your reaction when you when you saw the, the storm on Twitter and social media? So I didn't watch the clip because yeah. uh, it seemed sad and I didn't want to watch it at the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so so I, um, you know, I saw lots of the discourse and things along yeah. those lines. And based on the way you've explained it, yeah. um, to me, it seems like a fair question to ask, especially if you have some rapport there. Now, I don't know what their relationship's like, but I, I feel like, you know, if, if you sort of have, you know, maybe talked to him about it in the past and, and you know it's something he's willing to be open about or things along those lines, then I get why you'd ask it, even just from like a human perspective, not because he's trying to get a story. Because I, I, I don't know. I don't like what it like. The, it's not going to benefit Kuzma all that much, right? Right. Um, so I, I, I think you know that was sort of my initial reaction. Like, yeah, it's probably fine. And then I saw other people saying, well, why not wait till you have like a one-on-one -on -one or something along those lines, not live, not in front of everyone. And I kind of get that too. Um, again, I, I don't, I can't get into the mind of either of them, so I yeah. don't, you know, I, I don't really have a strong take on this. Uh, I saw yeah. that his or he, he he said it was fine or something earlier today or maybe his agent yes. did or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? That's all I care about. You know, I, if if Brock after that was like, you know, I can't believe you you brought that up at this time or whatever, then yeah, then I'd be on his side. If he says, uh, yeah, no, that was fine. It was something I was I was wanting to talk about and I and I'm happy to to get off my chest. Then it's fine. I I I don't think mm -hmm. uh, I don't think we need to really defer to anyone other than Brock himself. Uh, cause that just makes the most sense to me. Well said, uh, no, that, that's, that's really good. And it, it's cool that, um, we always talk about a lot of things, but that's one thing that we hadn't talked about before the show. So I was really happy to hear your perspective. I know a lot of people in the chat, they're leaning towards where they call it anti Kuzma or they don't think that it was the best thing, but I, 
Um, and maybe it's it's my nature, Parker. I give people the benefit of the doubt. I really think that Kuzma was coming from a good place. And he, I think he he kind of knew where he was going and he wanted to give Brock a chance to express himself. And I actually think in a weird sort of way, Kuzma kind of knew that PD and Hughes, as probably his two best friends on the team, were going to have his back. So um, I, I'm not saying it's intentional, but I, I've had a night to sleep on it. I don't think it's as bad as it was. But more importantly, or just as importantly, I love what we saw from PD and from Hughes, the care they showed for their teammate, the way they they had his back. And that, to me, that spoke volumes too. So yes, it made for good vlogs and people on social media and good stories on Donnie and Dolly and everything. But, um, you know, maybe we're forgetting about this in a couple of days, but it, it, it was certainly captured the, the attention of Canucks fans yesterday for sure. Yeah. Um, the other one, the other exit interview that I think stood out uh, that at least got mm. some play online was Horvat. Um, the captain, I know he had some comments about, uh, basically saying to summarize, I don't have it in front of me, but he was like, you know, it, it sucks that we're doing this again. You know, we're here at the beginning of May or whatever it is. It's my eighth year or seventh year, whatever it's been. And he, and he's like, it, it sucks that instead of prepping for a playoff game, we're doing this, right. We're talking to you guys about this season and what we can do next year to fix it and what's going to be different and this and this and this. Um, which is totally fair. That's how yeah. I feel too. Um, <laughs> but the, and then, and then he goes on to say basically like, you know, I, I want to win here, you know? Um, I mean, I wouldn't blame him if he was like, you know, I, I can't deal with this anymore. Right. I mean, it's his whole prime that he, that he's basically been here now. Right. Like yeah. he, he's got, you know, he's, he's a, he's a good top six, uh, maybe top three on a bad team forward. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a very, a very solid player, a, a leader on the team. And yeah. he just hasn't had the supporting cast to back it up. Um, and they, they haven't done anything. Um, so yeah. I think it's fair to be in a, in, in a spot of frustration. Um, but I mean, I think we're all frustrated at this point, but what, what did you think of, uh, of his comments? Yeah. Well, good question. Cause he's, the, he's the captain Parker and he's played, uh, eight years now. Can you believe it? He's did three, his ELC. Yeah. And then he's done five of his next six year contract. So an eight year veteran drafted way back in 2013. Remember that was the day we traded Corey Schneider for uh, the rights to the ninth overall pick, which turned out to be Horvat. So he got drafted nine years ago. That's, that's insane to me. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, we could probably play back his press conferences from previous exit interviews, previous years. And he's saying the exact same thing. He wants to win here. He's entering the prime. You got a lot of young core players here. Um, some we're good in the room, and we're one step away. We're one step away. But not only her fan. Imagine if fans are tired of hearing that. Imagine how the players. That's kind of what you're alluding to. Imagine how tired the players are of of saying it. So I I like his comments. I, I I want Horvat to be even more. Doesn't have to be J T Miller honest, but I do want him to be more forthcoming, less cliched less nuanced in the in the interviews and i thought that was a good one mm -hmm. i mean we're, we're talking about a guy who is going to play his 600th nhl game next year and one playoff right? series right oh no two sorry two since then yeah, yeah. so he's played he's played 572 nhl games right you look at other guys who might be like you know not comparables but also like you know I'm, i was just like who's a who's another captain that's a center that's kind of aging out my mind went to gets left right mm. Ryan Getzlaff uh, is done. He's hanging him up. He played 1,157 games. So that puts Horvat almost. That's really close. Hold on. Let me pull the calculator out. 572 times two. Yeah. 1144 to 1150. So basically exactly double um, what Horvat's played so far. So, wow. I mean, it's not that crazy. And keep in mind, Getzlaff's a better yep. player than Horvat. Um yep. At least at, at this point, uh, he was yep. for sure. Um, it's not that crazy unreasonable to say that, like, you know, we've we've seen half of Bo Horvat's career, right? Yep. For a player to play 1,000, 1,100, 1,200 games, right? I mean, how many games did, did Henrik Sedin play? Like, we it's funny. And I just looked up Bergeron. While, you're, while you looked up Getzlaff, I looked up Bergeron. He, to me, that's another center who's going to mm -hmm. age out soon. 1,200 games for Bergeron. Yeah. Henrik Sedin played 1,330. So again, okay. two, two point two ish times. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's he's played half of his career and he's he's played a couple playoff rounds. 
right? Yes. Like three yes. playoff series. Yep. That's that's not you know that's not fun. <laughs> you know, it's uh, for a player who wants to you know who who's shown his skill in the playoffs, especially. Um, you know, I, I, I don't see how anyone could, uh, could twist those words in a negative way. Um, cause yeah, I'd be in the uh, exact same boat. Yes. By the way, I, I, not to keep going back to it, Parker, but I did want to ask you, and I can't remember, I think you were very fair to Besser during the season about his play, his, his streakiness. Um, so I, I'm not even asking you to justify giving him a pass or whatever, but it certainly makes it understandable why he had an up and down year, I think. Yeah, and I mean, it was clear yeah. that also physically, I don't think he was 100% still either. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I Bester's always been a, a streakier player. Um, you yeah. know, he goes on he goes on these runs where he's where he's excellent, and sometimes he's not playing great. Um, but people are so, especially on, you know, in YouTube comments, um, <laughs> so overreactionary, um, being like, oh, Bester's useless. He, he's not scoring goals. That's all he does because he's, he's, he showed uh, as a, as a young player, he's very good at scoring goals. So everyone's been like, okay, you, your job is goal scorer. That is all you do. You don't score goals. You are useless. And, <laughs> and you watch him play and it's like, yeah, he doesn't have great foot speed, right? He's, he's yeah. not a fast skater. Um, but he is a very, very smart player. Like he's always mm. in the right spot. He always makes the right play, even if it doesn't work. Sometimes his shot's not there. And there's a lot of people who will look at that and say, you know, okay, Brock Besser scores whatever. He only scores 25 goals. That's yep. not enough, right? His job is to be a 40 goal scorer. Um, he had 23 goals this year, right? Yeah. And we can say, yeah, that's sure, that's not enough. Like it should be higher. Um, yeah. But just because, you know, he's struggling to put the puck in the back of that doesn't mean he's absolutely useless and they should get rid of him while they can. Um, if anything, it means that maybe this next contract value might be a little bit lower uh, and it gives you a chance to buy low uh, on a player who is, you know, still 25 years old and yeah. has, you know, another, you know, another 800 games ahead of him. You know, a lot of a lot yeah. of a lot of juice left, um, you know, as long as his wrists stay healthy, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh, it's really, I know you didn't do this on purpose, but it's fascinating that you mentioned Besser not physically healthy. And then you ended up with talking about his wrist because the one thing I want to bring up and get your reaction, Parker, is Petey as part of his year in availability. Uh, they asked him, uh, they almost made a presumption that his slow start had to do with his wrist. And to his credit, he said, no, he, I was perfectly fine. It was the weight of the contract, the weight of the whole, not the holdout, but the negotiations and how he came in almost behind and how he had to catch up. He said that that was the reason why he had such a, and of course, Travis Green system, but that was the reason why he had such a poor start to the season. So he said, I can't blame the wrist. It wasn't the wrist. He was fully healthy. At least that's what he said. Yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, sports in general are a very mental game, right? Yeah. Um, Pedersen knows how to do all of these things, right? Just like. <laughs> how NFL kickers know how to kick a ball through the uprights, but suddenly yeah. you see guys go on a run where they, they miss four 30 yard field goals in a row yeah. because they they're in their own head, right? There there's something wrong mentally that is preventing them from doing the things that they are capable of doing. Um, and, and you know, again, I, I bring this up as a, uh, as a beer league hockey player, you know, someone who plays recreationally, I will get in my head too. Especially I'll go, I'll go play for a new team and I'll be like, man, I, I want to, you know, I want these guys to like me. I want to impress these guys. Um, yeah. You know, maybe I got oversold as a sub. So I was like, Hey, this guy will come. He'll be great for you guys. And I'm like, man, if I don't, if I don't do this and this and this, so they're going to think that, you know, they're going to think I suck or whatever. And you get in your own head. And, and for a guy like Elias Pedersen, who it basically got dragged through the mud a little bit because of how long the contract negotiations take which is partially his him and his agent's fault also yep. partially jim betting's fault at the same time and it was entirely within his right to do so but now you have all of these articles and all these people talking about you like wow skipping parts of training camp clearly he doesn't care he's not here to win you know just a bridge <laughs> deal blah blah blah, blah. Right. and now he's thinking okay i have to be perfect right i have to go put up 110 points this year otherwise they're going to run me out of town. Right. And you're going to have people like Andrew Walker saying I should be playing in the AHL and you know, that gets in your head. And then he comes out and still puts up 70 points. Yeah. Uh, and so clearly he's got, he's got the, he's got the skill. He's, 
he he turned it around just like I I said he would all year. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I I think to say that is not something that you would have seen ten years ago in the NHL. I don't think right. Uh, yeah. I think it it it's the the focus has gone from this being you know tough guy sport where you know you know you're gonna get six concussions and you're gonna live with it and whatever right you're just you're you're there to make your money score goals and that's it um you know these people are people right and, and mm-hmm. i think the fact that they're willing to speak up about this stuff you know i think it shows a lot about who they are and yeah. it uh you know it, it's it's fair you know yeah i i played bad because i was in my own head because i was stressed about this this and this yeah you know people deal with stress all the time every day and it impacts how they live their lives and do their jobs and everything like that so yes to to imagine that these nhl players who have the weight of entire cities on them are going to be any different is crazy and don't you remember remember parker back in august because i remember we talked about this on one of our shows that uh he made that he did that interview with that swedish newspaper and yeah. was talking about how he said he wants he just wants to win i i, I want to go somewhere i want to be somewhere where they're going to win and then this was when he hadn't signed the contract yet and he's like well why don't you sign here and win here da, da, da. and yeah so it's kind of speaks to the pressure he's probably getting it from all sides and it, uh, he just said it was a mental thing more than a physical thing and so i i really appreciate his candor actually and his honesty mm-hmm. absolutely Oh, by the way, you, you said that you're a beer league and you don't want to be upsold or whatever. Um, do, you, do you want to play for our team tomorrow night at 11 p.m.? Is it ice? No. Ball roller. hockey? No. Roller. I, I've, I've been on rollerblades twice in my life. Okay. I think you'd still be better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 maybe not. Uh, I don't know how to stop okay, on rollerblades. I'll tell you that. Um, I've My two rollerblading experiences, I've I've felt the wall a few oh. times oh um, and i can't believe who who schedules a game at 11 p.m like this I, I won't wake up till thursday this is ridiculous and it's okay. bowling night you can't do that on a tuesday well i'm gonna double at softball tonight and tomorrow i'm going double duty bowling and then straight to the rink i'm i'm gonna be total thank god we don't have a show yeah love it <laughs> um all right um that's our, our sort of canuck segment and we'll get uh, if you guys want to if you have questions for us on Canuck stuff, uh, hold it for the next like 17 minutes or so. We're going to yeah. quick hit our our predictions for each series. So we have it in writing. Um, we'll do this again after the first round, wherever we're at. Um, should we have some sort of scoring? Now, I have I had made my selections prior to all of the games today. Me too. I was just going to say me too. changing them. Me too. And Good, yes, I'll, I'll be I'll way play too with... confusing if I had different brackets for different people. No, um, I will play fair as well. Okay. Um, do we want some sort of scoring system to make this a competition or, or how do you want to do it? Um, yeah, we can do something fun. Why don't we just, who cares what number of games, right? That doesn't, let's just go. I do. <laughs> okay. You obviously do. <laughs> why, don't you just do why don't you just do like, you know, you get, you get three points if you get the, the winner, right. And then an extra point if you get the games, right. Okay. And are we doing first round or are we doing our whole bracket? I'm just doing first round. Okay. Okay. That's then that's I, fair. That's I did. Fair. Oh. And we're not changing number of games even based on what happened tonight, right? <laughs> Correct. Mine's all okay. written down already. Okay, all right. Well, Boston, already. Okay. I, have, I have the list. Boston, yep. Carolina should be a, a pretty fun one. We're obviously both rooting for Carolina, I think, is the safe yep. bet. Yep. Uh, what was your pick? And, and I, people will know I'm not lying because I made these on my Sunday night stream. So uh, I said Carolina in seven. I think they've had playoff history. Boston's got a lot of good veterans. Um, so I'm going Carolina in seven. I also have Carolina in seven. Um, oh, they crushed the Bruins uh, tonight. Five goals, yeah. uh, five one win. Um, Anti Ronta making 35 saves. Um, oh. Yeah, so this one's looking off to a good start. And again, I think Boston's one of those teams that's, you know, yeah, they were lower in the standings, but it's Boston, right? It's a team that's, yeah. that's done playoff stuff before, which is why, you know, yeah, we might lead a little. That's why we're saying seven and not five. Um, yes. And also, I expected more from Carolina in the playoffs last year, and they yeah. kind of let me down there. So totally fair. And I love what NHL Canucks, and although he went out of order, uh, Lawrence 
Dexter. Yeah, as we give ours, you give yours. So I, we see a Carolina in six and we see a Bruins in seven. Interesting. But yeah, as Very... we go series to series, type it in there. We want to read it and we want to see it for sure. For sure. All right. Number two, okay. Tampa Bay, Toronto. Oh. Toronto comes out again. Oh. This isn't influencing our decision. We've already written it down, locked it in. Yeah. Toronto comes out with a five nil route of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And can I say, wow, they looked good. That that five minute penalty kill. Yep. Did you watch this? Did you watch? No, this I heard about it. I heard about it. This five minute penalty kill. They they had like four two on ones uh, on the penalty kill. They were what? they were phenomenal. Uh, they they destroyed the Lightning. I had Toronto in six. Well, <laughs> I had the same number of games, partner, but the other team. So uh, I don't know how they can do this. They got to win four of the next five, but I have Tampa in six. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think people are so on the, you know, Toronto can't get out of the first round. And you know what? If that happens again, then I'll, I, I will enjoy it. Uh, yes. But, you know, I think they, they just have a really good team. Um, yeah. you know, the only thing I'm, I'm a little worried about is the goaltending matchup, you know, Vasilevsky's so, 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 so good. Um, Campbell has been on and off, uh, very on at the beginning, very off for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they, they just have so much offensive prowess. The, the fear here is with how big of a blow this game, that Tampa Bay just changes everything and adjusts and, and is crazy the rest of the way through, yeah. uh, which I think is very possible, but. Yeah, I mean they it was a it was a dominant uh performance from Toronto today. So I'm hoping that we differ on one other series otherwise I'm hooped. I I think like can you imagine if the rest of them are the same so we're only differing in one then I'd have to win like four games played guesses. <laughs> well, I I made my picks very quickly. I, I okay. spent about 5 minutes on it. It was just all instinct, okay. no research, so we'll probably differ a little bit. Um Washington, Florida. Florida the one seed Washington yeah. sneaking in wild card two. Yep. This series kicks off tomorrow at 4 30. Yep. Who do you yep. got? Okay, I guess I get to go first in this one. I have the Panthers in five. Same. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same. I'm I'm running out of chances to dif differentiate. This is not good. Uh next one on our board, Pittsburgh and the New York Rangers. This is a little tricky. Okay, uh, Rangers finishing second in their division, Pittsburgh finishing third, but Pittsburgh's got that playoff prowess to them. But they've got, but the Rangers have Shesterkin. I've got the Penguins in seven. Oh, so I'm with you. Even though is is DeSmith starting? Like Jari's out for at least two games, right? Which is oh, is he? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I did that... no research. Yeah, nothing. Me too. I found that out. guys were telling me my stream after I made my pick. So I do have penguins as well, but I said six penguins and six. We got lots of, lots of Rangers uh, in here. Yeah. We got uh, lots of Rangers and seven. Nathaniel going yeah. with the Rangers and five, uh, a few penguins, uh, one and six there, Lawrence and seven. Yeah. So people uh, sentiment here is lo a longer series. Uh, you know, w the lowest yeah. we see is a five from Nathaniel. Everyone else is six or seven, yeah. um, which I hope uh, honestly, these, these ones that I have no, like, no skin in the game. I don't care who wins this series. Um, right. I want to see six or seven games though. Cause, cause yep. there's nothing like game seven hockey. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm all in for entertainment factor. And they're, and the Rangers, they, yeah, they have a couple of veterans like Kreider, but they, they have a lot of young players, a lot of young players where I, I think uh, Pittsburgh to me is, reminds me of Boston, not just cause they wear the same colors, but the veterans like the Crosby's and the Malkins and Latangs. So they got to make up for that goaltending difference in their experience. So that that's interesting that we both said Pittsburgh. So let's wrap up the East. You have actually, do you, do you have it written down or do you have a memory or kind of thing? <laughs> I've got all mine written down. Okay. So you want to, let's wrap up the East real quick. We agree on Carolina in seven. Yep. You have Toronto in six. I have Tampa in six. Yep. I have Florida in five. You have Florida in five. Oh, dang. And then the one we just said, you have Pittsburgh in seven. I have Pittsburgh in six. Perfect. So we differ so that, in one team. Yes. So that takes us to the Western Conference. Yep. Let's start off Predators and Avalanche. Colorado finishing well, well, well atop the standings. 
uh, with a nice, or at least in the West, uh, with a 119. Uh, Nashville sneaking into that second wildcard spot with 97 uh, points. Goal wow. differential, Colorado was a plus 78 this year. Nashville was a plus 14. So that you know, tells you the story a little bit. Uh, also, Colorado, who has home ice advantage, is 32-5-4 on home ice this year at Ball Arena. Uh, so everything points to Colorado here. Now, who did you pick? Is it true that Nashville um, beat Colorado in the regular season? That's Maybe. what someone told me. Like, not only beat them, but swept them. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, of course, I searched for it, and it doesn't tell me. Um, Predators beat the Avalanche 5-4 in overtime. Uh, no, the, uh, the the Avalanche beat the Predators on November 21st, oh. uh, or November 20-something. Uh, no, talking seventh. They beat him. Uh, Avalanche beat him six two. Oh, okay, okay. Doesn't matter. I have. I, I love this Yossi versus Makar matchup. Then you yeah. have Saros against Kemper, and then of course all of the the Colorado forwards against some decent ones from Nashville. But I have the Avs in five. Yeah, I think that's a smart bet. Um, I don't know why I put them in four because they're they're that much better. Sweeps yeah. are so rare though and risky. Um. Yeah. You know, there's there's every chance this goes six, right? Like, I don't think it's that crazy. Um, I went four just because you know it's fun. Um, yeah, good. Aggressive. Um, speaking of fun and aggressive, Calgary and Dallas, um, another one that Calgary is a heavy favorite um, by every metric. Again, Dallas sort of fumbling their way into the playoffs. Uh, just sneaking in under the gun, a minus eight goal differential on the year, while Calgary was a plus eighty-five. Um, <laughs> Cal- Calgary has has shown that they are just a- an extremely strong, stout team. The uh, third lowest goals against in the NHL at just two hundred and eight. Um, wow. Looks like their uh, their goals for was sixth best. So you know, second best goal differential in the league. Um, they've got fantastic goaltending and Jacob Markstrom. They, they, they are, they're so much, they're just so much better built than Dallas is. Uh, and I also have them taking it in four. Wow. I love your boldness. You have the two Western conference division winners sweeping. I love it. Well, I am like coach Rob top shelf, just incredible Bruce Lawrence, I am saying flames in five. I must like this five. I'm I'm not gutsy enough to pick a sweep. So, yeah, lots of flames in fives. Yeah. Dexter has the flames in four. Okay, he's with you. Um, yeah. But that's about it. Matt um, Go has Dallas in four. <laughs> uh, they, I think some people have been saying the the opposite in four. Uh, oh, for I, see, fun. I see. Uh, <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, so we've both got the avalanche and the flames. Uh, the odds of those going the other way are pretty slim. Yeah. Um, I think if I remember correctly, I saw the athletics model and I don't have it open, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But it was, it was a bit of a, a blowout uh, on those. I want to see if I can pull that up quickly. Sure. Um, Cause I do want those odds. Maybe we'll, we'll grab those after. Okay. Um. So next up is the Blues and the Wild. Now this one kicked off today. Uh, St. Louis a four nothing win over the Minnesota Wild, stealing home ice advantage basically from that. Was it Bennington um, or Huso? I think it's Huso. Oh, uh, I'm like ninety percent sure. Uh, yes, Huso gets the shutout. Thirty-seven wow. saves. Oh, okay. I like Minnesota a lot more than I like St. Louis. Um, I can't stand Binnington, although I don't mind guys like O'Reilly. I know Dexter hates David Perron, but that's another thing. I love Kaprizov. I like Fiala. So despite today, obviously we're not cheating. I have Minnesota in seven. I had Minnesota in six. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously a little scary with St. Louis, one of the first one. Um, <laughs> I just think Minnesota is the better team, not by a lot. And again, St. Louis has that pedigree, right? They've been there yeah. before. They won the Stanley Cup 2019. Um, yeah. They got crushed by the Canucks in 2020. Um, <laughs> you know, there's they're, they're they're a good they're a good team. Um, yeah, I, I just think the Wilder are slightly better, um, and I hope that they pull it out. I would rather Minnesota pull it out. Uh, Kaprizov is is such a good player. 
um we yes. just fun to watch i i don't uh st louis just doesn't doesn't have those fun to watch factor for me no um no. they don't have... although with kairu and thomas they're at least they have a couple exciting guys yeah and I you're think... right they got a lot of this big body just grind you down and <laughs> and minnesota has consistently historically been one of the most boring teams in the nhl right that's like, true like but now they've got this one player who is who's you know setting franchise records for them and is absolutely so fun to watch so hopefully uh, i'm hoping they move on and our last series is the kings and the oilers now i do have the athletics odds up now uh okay the classic their classic odds have this one is the tightest series by their model la 51 percent chance to win over the oilers 49 so as close to a coin flip as you can get tonight's game was as close to a coin flip as you can get LA taking it four three um, with a late one. Um, obviously that's not coming into account with our pick here. Yeah. What did you yeah. take for this one? Okay. I, I have to explain myself here. Well, I'll, I'll say I have Edmonton and six in all my pools. I was going Kings over Edmonton. Then I thought, is this the year where Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, is this the year McDavid just puts the team on his back despite their crappy goaltending? They're fine on defense with Nurse and those guys. They're, and they're fine with, they got Evander Kane now and Hyman. So I, I basically thought that they could do it this year. So I kind of overthunk myself, but maybe. And it's just one game. So I do have on my sheet, without cheating, I do have the Oilers in six, even though I have two more hockey bowls to do. And I think I may go Kings. But yeah, I have Oilers in six. I also have the Oilers in six. Oh, <laughs> I'm okay. not a believer in LA here. Yeah, um, yeah. Edmonton really turned, turned things around, you know, the latter half of the year, uh, they were great. Um, McDavid is again, it's, it's a factor, right? It's a guy yeah. who can turn a game around in, in a yeah. moment's notice. I mean, he scored a, a beautiful goal. The Oilers first goal tonight was, was a nice goal by McDavid. Um, it's a big factor. Now, again, they'd have to win five of the next or four of the next five for my my prediction to come true. Um, right. But they could have won this game. You know, it was it wasn't that. Oh yeah, it wasn't that LA dominated them or anything. I mean, uh, shots in this one were thirty nine thirty five in favor of Edmonton. Edmonton got so close to tying it at the end. They were dominating for the last two minutes. Couldn't get anything to go. Uh, this thing could go either way. Um, and I, I think, yep. you know, again, it should be exciting. Hopefully it's one that goes long, yeah. even though we picked it in six, I'd love to see it go seven. And of course people would love to see the battle of Alberta in the second round. People would yeah. love to see Florida and Tampa go at it. Although Florida, Toronto would be a pretty sweet series as well. So we all agree. We both agree on Colorado, Calgary, Minnesota, and Edmonton. However, there could be a game discrepancy because you have sweeps for Colorado and Calgary. I have fives for that. I have Minnesota seven. You have Minnesota six. Is that correct? Um, Minnesota, Minnesota six. six. Yep. Yeah. And then we both have Edmonton six. Yeah. Okay. So the athletic odds just for fun. Yeah. Uh, back onto the east side, Florida, Washington. They have Florida at 84% chance. <laughs> uh, Toronto, Tampa, and Dom Lucision has said that he is nervous about this one. Has Toronto at 77%. Now keep in mind, Toronto's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. Uh, If it wasn't Toronto, if it was was two teams, look at these two teams, look at their players, look at the their standings positions, and you don't take into effect that Toronto hasn't won a series since 2004, um, then you would give them that. That I think it's pretty fair. Um, Pittsburgh 56 percent over the Rangers 44. Uh, Carolina 66 percent over the Boston 34. Um, on the West, you get Colorado. What do you think the Colorado Nashville percent is? Uh, the, well, the way you asked me, but I 91, 93, seven. <laughs> it is, it, it is his, his model has a 53% chance of Colorado making it to the cup final, Wow, which is crazy. Um, it's just because they, they're, I mean, their only real, like their only super tough opponent, like ahead is like, is, is really Calgary, right? Like that's, yeah. that's the only team that looks like they look at me now against the playoffs. Anything can happen. They could fall apart injuries, all sure. that stuff, but you know, they're heavily favored, uh, Minnesota, uh, St. Louis, um, 
54% Minnesota. I'm sure again, that changes with St. Louis winning, but you know, going into oh, it, wow. um, Oilers in LA, like I said, pure coin flip 51, 49 and Calgary, Dallas. Uh, they have Calgary at 76 to okay. Dallas is okay. 24. What was the biggest one in the East again, Parker? The biggest discrepancy? Biggest one in the East was Florida 84 over the Washington 16. Okay, so you got a 93 in Colorado and an 84 in Florida. Those are the two conference winners. Okay, okay. Again, so I don't don't have any rooting interest in any of these teams except I'm anti-Boston. And honestly, Toronto does well on the one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, we only differ on that one. Toronto versus Tampa. And if you do get Toronto, I may have to make up a couple points on games. But yes, three points for the right team, one point, and then we'll do this all again in two weeks for the second round. Very cool, very cool. Awesome. And then maybe we'll let the we'll let the viewers not today necessarily, but we'll let them choose kind of like a punishment or reward, however they want to frame it. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> lots of comment engagement from these, uh, which That's is awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. What else do we have? I think that we're at the 1050 mark, so we can take some some viewer questions on whatever you want, whether it's on the Canucks and what you think this offseason is going to bring, whether it's on the playoffs and who you think is going to win the Stanley Cup or or win each series or or whatever questions you guys have for us. uh, Now is the time to ask those um, and we'll answer a handful of them. (laughs) Lawrence. (laughs) If Clay wins, Parker plays net and ball hockey. Well, I play roller hockey, but we we could use Parker. No, we have two good goalies, but we can use Parker. Any, you got any hard shooters out there? Yeah, there's some good mm. ones. You got good goalie pads? We'll find you some. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm fine. Okay. okay. Dexter's. Dexter. I think you meant to say Dolly. I don't know who Donnie and Daka is. <laughs> That's some good autocorrect, I'm sure. Uh, I don't watch... I, I don't know. I don't watch anything Donnie and Dolly. The only, my only Canucks listening of any sort um, is, uh, is sometimes I listen to the, the one hour condensed version of Halford and Bruff um, mm. on the podcast side where they just take oh, the best 60 minutes basically. Uh, yeah. Cause that's all I really have time for. Um, right. Especially now I'm not going to, I'm not going to be watching Donnie and Dolly on, on a, yeah thursday at the end of may right yeah um but we expect you guys to be here every monday night in <laughs> august it's funny how okay. that works yeah yeah um, i i will catch uh halford and bruff live when i'm driving to work i will once in a while catch uh, a donning dolly interview if i really want to see it and i will catch a sakaris and price interview on youtube as well if i want to see it um and then um uh, for my when i go on my walks i will listen to the van cast so Fair enough. Um, Lucas asking if we're going to follow the outside Canucks playoff run. I'll follow it. I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, if I get given some tickets to it, because um, yeah. I, I know some people that have season tickets there, then oh, I'll cool. go. Uh, but I'm not like planning on really, you know, unless they may, if they make it to the finals and maybe, yeah, maybe I'll go to a couple of games. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I'll sort of just casually follow it on online. And how about for your channel? I've, I got nothing planned. I'm sure, we'll yeah, talk diddle. about it here a bit. Yeah, ditto, ditto, ditto for sure. Um, Nathaniel, yes, we did touch on the Besser situation, um, so uh, we won't want to rehash it out of respect for everyone that um, you know heard us already. But if you go back to about the twenty-minute mark, 20? um, yeah, ish, yeah, we we go, yeah. we have a good five to seven-minute chat about it. So, but thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah, and if you um, want I, to do yeah. that on the podcast side, because yes. that helps us too. Uh, and it's yes. up about 50 and 30 minutes after and you can give us five stars and have a podcast. That'd be cool as well. Um, can, can you do Marjorie's from 1051 actually, not that recent one, but from 1051 where she says, will Bruce get a new contract? Well, he did meet with the media today and he did say that he wants to be here. He does. He did, did say that he thinks the team wants him to stay. We know that he's got basically this option for next year. The club has an option. He has an option. What do you think happens Parker with this? I think they get it done and I think they get it done soon. Mm. Um, I don't know what key dates are. Um, really, I haven't, I haven't paid attention to any of it. I haven't listened to anything Canucks related or, or followed anything. I just think it's in everyone's best interest to knock this thing out of the, just, just get it out of the way. It's a formality. 
get it done yeah. and then you can focus yeah. on the other stuff. So yeah. I say they get it done um, before our next episode and I get wow. an extra day there. Um, we do. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. No, great point. Bujo did say he's flying home, I guess I presume back East on Wednesday, but obviously that doesn't mean they can't talk, you know, through agents, through zoom or whatever cool people do these days. But I agree with you, Parker, not much for me to add. I think he does a new contract. It's not just a year. I think it's an extension to a total of two or three years. It, 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 otherwise you don't want him going year to year. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Lucas, thank you for the donation says, Parker, do you plan to get back on the Twitch stream? this summer maybe i'm not i'm very non-committal um i always i don't even know what twitch tell me what a twitch i don't even know what a twitch i'm so not cool what's a twitch stream it's just a live stream similar to what you do but it's usually more game you're, focused you know you're usually but you're playing, playing something some usually oh, you don't have to be okay. um right. it's just less formal yeah i have the to me i think the idea of the of streaming uh stuff like that is more appealing to me than actually doing it um, so I always hype myself up. I do it. I'm like, wow, that was underwhelming. And then I, I don't do it again for a few months. Um, so the answer is I probably will twice and that's going to be my bet. Um, but we'll see. So Charms is comparing your Twitch streaming to my ping pong live streaming. That's fair. Marjorie's asking, can you live stream some marbles matches? <laughs> I'll I'll consider it. I think I think maybe around draft lottery things like that, because oh, uh, I yeah. don't think the Canucks are going to be that involved. But we can make something out of it. Um, yeah. So definitely something we could do. I never do well in those marbles. I come to support Parker, but my marble he barely makes well, it the second it's turn. Because I rig different. it to make sure that you fall off the map every time. <laughs> which okay. I wish I could do. Yes, that would be fun. I can't. <laughs> um. Man, lots of just like not Canucks related questions. Oh, we have one from yeah. Nathaniel. Uh, we'll touch on this quickly because I think we've touched on it a little bit. But just in general, yeah. are the Canucks a playoff team next year? That's the part of this we're going to take. Uh, I say barely. Yeah, I say yes. I, I'll, I won't qualify it with barely. I say yes. Uh, what's your point total prediction? If you had to give one right now. Uh, 98. I had 99. Oh, so, so it's funny. And then it's funny how you, you frame it as barely. I'm like so confident. And yet you gave it a higher point total. Cause you're right. It took 97 to get in this year. Yeah. Yeah. It took 97. And I think 99, I, I'm not saying it's 99 or more. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying 99, like plus or minus four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which can get you out of it. And I think that's a pretty, pretty barely uh, side to me. But the key takeaway is we both think that the Canucks will make it, but I think <laughs> Didn't both of us think they'd make them this year too? <laughs> oh, and we thought lots of guys would be getting lots of points too. And I think we gotta we have, we'll to, have to pull, pull that, that out. out. I haven't done any yeah. prep on it, so I have to, I can't just like pull it up. I gotta do yeah. all the math and see. That's who the wins middle of the summer, nothing happening. Well, with, I don't know. We can't put it off too long because there's people waiting to see if they've won. And I'm curious because uh, I want to see if I've beat you. And we still I don't I still don't think we set stakes for it, which is good because we don't know who won. That's true. So we still can. Okay, that's that's something we can milk a little bit for a couple of shows. Okay, good idea, good idea. All right. Um, um, Coach Rob asking if we're going to do any draft previews after the playoffs. Maybe it gets I know tricky. Nothing. Yeah, we it's something that we start we start researching about six days before the draft. Um, it's trickier when the Canucks were in that sort of like three to eight range is where they were expected to be. Yeah. It's a lot easier. That was fun. Yeah. But when the team's picking like 15th or 16th or wherever they end up being, it's a lot tougher because there's just so many more prospects, right? Some guys might fall right when like the Quinn Hughes draft, when, when we're at seven and that's where we are, it's easy to sort of get a range of the top 10 and, and sort of yeah. pick up where you are. Um, but the you know you get the you get to 15 16 now you have to do the top 20 and the odds are they pick someone you've never heard of anyways because probably the 23rd guy yeah. uh so maybe if they win the draft lottery then sure but again 0.5 percent of that happening so such we'll a good point parker because remember remember before the canucks traded away that pick for ekman larson and garland we actually we actually learned about guys like brant clark who might get picked around nine or dylan gunther who actually did and then it was all or not <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for, it's for uh, the Canucks. I mean, for the Canucks, I mean, yeah, yeah. And nine was pushing it. Nine was getting pretty deep. Uh, Fifteen <laughs> is going to be really for hard <laughs> for for us to talk about. Yeah. Uh, uh, Peter, you can put Peter's up because he has to be on my stream, and I love your opinion. Seventy-eight. Um, yes. <laughs> Go ahead and read it. If we're going, okay. So yeah, do you think Clay looks low key like a like an Asian Bruce Boudreaux? Um, I think it's just because roundish head shape and not a lot of hair. Uh, if that's where you're going, um, positivity, positivity. Yeah, no, I think I think you've got him beat. Uh, I think I, I don't know. I, I think that's really it. I, I don't know. I think uh, the positivity for sure. Yeah. Uh, isn't his hair like more, more on the it's side? It's more or less, basically. Yeah. yeah, he's got he's got way more recession. Um, yeah, and and he's a tiny. I, like I'm big, but he's a tiny bit bigger than me for yeah, sure. Yeah, not. I wouldn't even say a tiny bit. I. I'd okay, thank you. Give you're, yourself you're, a bit of credit. Okay, that's why you're one of my best friends. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. That's good. That's good. Uh, any other ones you want to take here? Oh, uh, Lucas, one of the two. Oh. Thank you very much, Lucas. Uh, saying Peter's Insta story oh. left down. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I think so. I saw someone earlier in the chat being like, "Oh, look at Petey leaving like day after his obligations are done." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> yeah, would when too. I, when I when I go, if I if I have like a summer vacation planned, and I maybe let's say I have let's say I have two months off, I'm not gonna leave a week in if I if I'm going to Mexico for two months or if I'm going yeah. to visit family for two months. I'm going day I, the first day I can. Uh, yeah. He can afford to pay a little bit extra on a on a shorter notice flight. I'm sure. Um, yes. uh, you know, his home. This isn't his home. You know, it's his, yeah. it's his home for most of the year. But he's got family that he wants to go visit. Um, or if he wants to go party in in New York City or whatever he wants to do, I don't know where he's going. Um, yeah. yeah, more power to him. Why wouldn't he? He's a he's a he's a guy making seven and a half million okay. US dollars a year. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, Edmund, last one, 10, 1058. Edmund, you guys think Martin will be the backup next year? He's injured. Yes, that's why 100%. Edmund, that he got that two million, uh, sorry, that two year contract. Uh, I think Parker and I both agree that they're not just going to hand it to him, but he, he's basically the guy in waiting. They'll bring in DiPietro, they'll bring another veteran goalie on a cheap or a PTO uh, because you, you need that competition. You need to fill out your Abbotsford roster. But Spencer Martin, you can tell he's being groomed to be the backup for the next two years for sure. Yep. No, it's uh it's a no brainer. Um yeah. yeah, I mean you have a guy who had a put up a nine fifty in six games and didn't lose on a regulation. Uh mm-hmm. pretty good. But like I mean, if you brought someone in a PTO and they did that in the preseason, you'd be like, Oh, that's good. That's really good. We want this guy. Yeah. Uh to do that in the regular season in his first real NHL action in years, uh, is awesome. And he's gonna get a chance to go on a little run here, hopefully for Abbotsford. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully he can do something good with that. So yeah, I, I think it's a no brainer. Awesome. Awesome. All right. You want to tell them about next week? Next week, uh, Tuesday, not Monday. There's your heads yeah. up. Um, Clay is, it's not my fault this time, uh, which is, which is a rarity. Uh, it's Clay's yeah. fault. Uh, so yeah, direct fault. all of your hate mail uh, to Clay. Um, yeah, no, he, I think he's, he's got, what do you got? You got hockey roller, roller hockey. And of course, then we move to Tuesday and it's going to be the one Tuesday. Actually, it's more than one where I play against the slowest guy in the league, but yes, Tuesday at 10. That's the plan. <laughs> Tuesday at 10. Dexter says he'll be at soccer until 10. Well, that's a good, good for the ride home. Uh, the drive yeah. home, have that, have the audio only. Don't be watching yeah. us while you drive, please. Um, but you can listen or it's on YouTube. You can just scroll. You show up 10 minutes late. You just scroll back to the beginning. It's great um or you listen oh. to the podcast the next day um and I, yeah so we could offer parker to go solo on monday but i think too many people would want that so that would be sad for me so that would be also i i can't talk for an hour about nothing uh <laughs> again we're gonna have less canucks news next week than this week probably uh unless yeah, yeah. bruce boudreaux but again that's one thing right oh we're oh yeah he's a good coach and uh and they won a lot of games with him good thing they still have him all right next right like that's that's all we can do um so yeah no we'll we'll do it tuesday night um so eight days from now make sure you're subscribed and have the bell hit so we it tells you uh when that happens um because if you don't then you'll miss it and you'll be sad like dexter um yes he he dexter just says he lives two minutes away so you're gonna be two minutes late 
Then why maybe bring it up? A, maybe he wants to shower after his soccer practice because he's so good. He has to shower first. Mm, if only there was a way to play audio from your phone. Uh, when you're showering? Okay. okay. You can put it on the counter. That's true. <laughs> Just don't the, let you keep yourself texting. Yeah. You know? Don't hurt yourself, Dexter. That's all we care about. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't drop your phone in the shower. Um, <laughs> and then break it. And water gets in. It's a, you can't. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, any do we want to wrap up here? Is that all we had? Uh, that was fun, and we we actually, you know how we usually hit our sweet spot of sixty four minutes. I think we're at what? What are we at? Sixty five? Sixty five. We might hit sixty six, sixty seven. Even oh. I got so much. I got all this stuff I got to say at the end. Yeah, and no manscape read though, right? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. Um, this, I think the zero that we sold uh, didn't do well for the renewal, um, but that's okay. Uh, cause it was, it was fun. Um, it was with that, we're going to wrap up. Um, if you missed any part of the show, like we said, and again, we know some of you did cause we see that, you know, the graph goes up over time. Um, yeah. feel free to rewind to the beginning or if it's too late and you want to watch it tomorrow, like save it to your watch later or something on YouTube. Um, or you can find the podcast uh, on your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Google, Spotify, all of them. Just search Canucks after dark. It's also linked in the description. Um, also, if you're listening on Apple, give us five stars because uh, that helps us out a lot. There's a bunch of honking outside uh, Monday night. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, Clay, any parting words for the night? No, this was a lot of fun, Parker. I think we're going to have to rely on a bit of uh, creativity, a bit of uh, outside the box thinking and admitting that we just got to follow some other teams for the next two months. But, um, yeah, let's look forward to some Canucks off-season news and we'll react to it as best we can but no this was a lot of fun and i, I really think the the um, viewers came up big with their comments and their questions and and just engaging with our playoff predictions as well it was a good show overall so thank you yeah keep this show in mind when in in early august when we're pulling out our stand-up routines to try to fill an hour um <laughs> because it's gonna be <laughs> it, it's going to get worse uh but we hope yeah. you guys stick with us for the entire summer because we'll make it fun uh especially with you guys here uh, thank you guys all for hanging out with us for the last 67 minutes. Uh, I'm going to stall until we hit 68, which is another 20 seconds. Um, so Clay, any parting words for the second time? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm really excited about the Canucks offseason. <laughs> um, the two things, double B, Bruce Boudreaux contract, Brock Besser contract. How's that? That we're close now. I love okay. it. We got three seconds to go. Thank you guys very much. Have a good night.